This episode discusses allegations of sexual assault. If you or someone you know is experiencing this, please call 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. Stay safe. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. Keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, where we keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the music world. This week, we're going to talk about producer Dr. Luke and all the controversies he's involved in. For those of you who don't know who Dr. Luke is, his real name is Lucas Sebastian Gottwald. He's an American music producer, singer, and songwriter. He's co-written and commercially produced a number of highly successful songs, including Who Knew by Pink, Girlfriend for Avril Lavigne, I Kissed a Girl for Katy Perry, My Life Would Suck Without You for Kelly Clarkson, just for a few examples. Across his career, he's also worked with musicians including Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Miley Cyrus, Pip and Jesse J, and he's also the founder of Kemisabe Records, which actually has artists signed to it like Kesha, Doja Cat, GRL, and Lunch Money Lewis. So he is a producer, but he originally wanted to be a drummer, but his parents wouldn't let him get a drum kit for the house, and I went through the exact same thing. I wanted to play drums so badly, but we lived in a unit block. <laughs> My mum was like, mm, no, you're not getting drums at the unit block. And then by the time electric drums came out, I was over it. I was just salty. Didn't want to play drums anymore. Yeah, you're like, fine, mum. I won't be a drummer. <laughs> I still want to be a drummer. Like, I still want to get drum- a drum kit yes. and actually learn it. I think you going to say I want to get drunk. I was going to say, Different sort of podcast. <laughs> um, so at age 13, he picked up his older sister's guitar and then taught himself how to play. And as a teenager, he would listen to bad music over and over. And if there was a guitar part he admired, he would figure out what the guitarist was doing right. It seems like he's like one of those people who will listen to something and be like, that's horrible i'm gonna fix it like that's the Mm. vibe that i got from that yeah so maybe that's why he's written like people say he's it's weird that he's written so many hits in his life like because he's like the producer that has the most hits ever written or something like that i Mm. read that somewhere don't know how credible that is but people are saying it's really weird how many hits he's written and it's like maybe it's because he's like super critical and he has been since the age of 13 yeah he's probably just a perfectionist (laughs) looking at other people's songs and being like i don't like that guitar part here's what i would do and make it better dr luke has won so many awards because as we said you know he is the producer with the most big hits like Grammys for Album of the Year in 2011, Song of the Year 2014, Record of the Year in 2021. He's also won the Songwriter of the Year Award in the ASCAP Pop Music Awards in 2010 and 2011. Now this is going to get interesting when we get into like his controversies because we'll go through all his awards first. Yeah it's good to like cover the background so you have an understanding of who this person is, how successful they are, Mm. how, like, well-known in the industry they are, because often, like, I feel like it's fair to say that producers and, like, the people who, like, make all the backing tracks to all the musics and stuff like that aren't well-known compared to the actual artists singing it. Yeah, definitely not. Billboard actually went on to name him as one of the top performing producers of the 2000s, and at the 53rd Grammy Awards, he was nominated for Producer of the Year, non-classical, and Katy Perry's Teenage Dream was nominated for Album of the Year, which he produced. Mm. He was also named as Fast Company's 100 Most Creative Peoples in Businesses 33rd number. So, like, he placed at number 
three out of a hundred, which is pretty good if you ask me. Yeah, that's really good. So here's co-production for Katy Perry's California Girls. Debuted at number two on the Hot 100 and later reached number one. I mean, who doesn't know California Girls? Yeah, it's probably one of the most iconic songs out there. Honestly. And he also produced Teenage Dream. Oh my goodness. Obviously follows suit. And also he produced Teo Cruz's Dynamite. What? These are all massive songs. Right? It's just crazy that it's all coming from, like, one person. Yeah, it feels a little bit sketchy. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. He also produced Magic by B.O.B., My First Kiss by 303, Take It Off by Kesha, and Your Love Is My Drug. And these all, like, you know, at least been in the top five. Yeah. Everyone's heard these songs. Everyone knows all of these songs. I feel like if you're going to do something sneaky, don't do it so much that people are going to catch a drift. (laughs) Like, you can't have every single number one song. Well, You never know. He actually could be really good. That's true. He could be the best producer in the world. In 2010, he was named both number one Hot 100 Songwriter of the Year and number one Producer of the Year by Billboard. That's a massive achievement to be Songwriter of the Year and Producer of the Year. And at the start of 2011, Advertising Age called him the year's most successful producer and songwriter in terms of chart longevity. In 2012, his co-production for Katy Perry's Part of Me... He's obsessed with Katy Perry, gee! Became the 20th song to debut atop the Billboard 100. And he also produced Perry's single Wide Awake, which peaked at number two on the Billboard at 100, whilst topping the US pop songs charts. In 2012, several songs from the boy band One Direction's second album Take Me Home were leaked online, including Rock Me, produced by Gottwald, and frequent collaborators Circuit, Emily Wright, and Cool Kojak. So he's also produced One Direction now. Bloody hell. He's produced everybody. Can he produce me? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) So, obviously, Dr. Luke is considered to be a... uh, Let's just say he's well-known. Yeah. But he's also a highly controversial producer. Mm. And it has been alleged by TikTok singer Kesha that he sexually and mentally abused her throughout their time working together. I think we're going to get into that a little bit later. We will be, yes. Mm. So let's kick it off with Doja Cat. I feel like it's important to talk about this because she, at the moment, has been getting a lot of, like, flack about her work with Mm. Dr. Luke. But some people don't know that um, she's actually signed a contract with him that she has to release six albums under his record company before she can leave. Yeah, people don't really look too hard into things, do they? (laughs) Yeah they just think oh my god you're with Dr. Luke you're evil like no she's signed this when she was 16 years old and yeah. can't get out of it like you would sign it at 16 years old too especially if you're like oh my god like a massive record company wants to yeah. produce me let's go so in a profile feature on Rolling Stone when asked if Doja Cat was on the same page as fellow rapper Sweetie who said that she'd not be working with Dr. Luke ever again in the future Doja Cat said that's not a question I really feel comfortable answering she also said I haven't worked with him in a very long time there's just shit he's credited for where I'm like, hmm, I don't know if you did anything on that. (laughs) And then she also um, continued on saying, the point is he's gotten credit for stuff and, you know, it's whatever. Uh, And she goes, I don't think I need to work with him again. I don't think I need to work with him in the future. I know that. And then she also later clarified in a statement, so she obviously probably got in trouble for this, um, Mm. and she said that she didn't want to cast doubt in the legitimacy of his songwriting credits. She said, when asked about Dr. Luke, I may have said something that someone could interpret as me saying he's taking credits on things that he didn't deserve to. Just want to be clear that I have no first-hand knowledge of that being the case and I do not want to participate in the rumour mill. The credits on my music are accurate and I don't want to imply any 
something else. So obviously something's gone down in the background. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Because that is polar opposite to what she said in the beginning. And it's all on video, by the way. You can go look up the interview. It's everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder what was said. Like, I wonder if anything happened. If anything happened to her contract, even if it was extended for saying something like that, or yeah. Well, surely there's a way to get out of a contract if you really want to. I'd say so. I feel like heaps of people have done that even. Probably. You probably just have to pay him out for mm. the amount of money that he could supposedly make off of three more albums. Yeah. Because she's released three underneath his name, so then she needs to release three more and then she's out. Because a similar thing happened to Rihanna. So she got all of her albums out and then has now taken a massive hiatus from music. Everybody's like, we want more Rihanna. We do want more Rihanna. <laughs> we do. Rihanna, Rihanna. still wants you back. A representative for Dr. Luke told Rolling Stone, Luke is very proud of Doja Cat and the work that they have done together. Dr. Luke has written a uniquely large amount of hits and career-defining songs and continues to do so, as it is his daily work, his practice as the industries is to receive publishing when he creates songs. So, <laughs> now that we've covered that, mm. I feel like it's a good time to go into what happened with his public allegations in regards to Kesha. So, in October of 2014, Kesha filed a civil lawsuit against Dr. Luke for sexual assault and battery, as well as a number of other claims. Kesha alleged that Dr. Luke had assaulted her whilst she was unconscious after giving her pills and she also alleged that the producer subjected her to long-term emotional abuse which the complaint claimed caused severe depression, post-traumatic stress, social isolation and panic attacks. In the 2014 lawsuit she actually requested that a judge freed her from her recording contract that ties her to Dr. Luke's Kemisabe record label and Dr. Luke's lawyer called Kesha's lawsuit spectacular and outrageous fiction. I don't know I'm I believe Kesha. I always believe you believe the victim mm. and that kind of stuff. So I believe it was real. And she's still in this contract, by the way. Huh. I just never knew any of this was happening. Like, when Kesha was massive, you wouldn't even think it. No. And, like, her brand was, like, you know, trashy, yeah, party, party yeah. drugs. Mm. That was her whole thing. It's like... It's just crazy to think about that kind of stuff happening. This year. And also, like, 2014. We were, like, children. So... Mm. And I just feel so bad for her. Like... Right. Imagine the trauma. Yeah. And she's still releasing music and everything. And she's still in this. And of course, if you are experiencing this as well, please call 1-800-RESPECT on 1-800-737-732. It is not okay. You are not alone and you can get out of this if this is happening to you. And please tell somebody you don't need to keep this a secret. You're not putting anybody's lives in danger. You're not going to destroy anybody's lives. Your life is so important and you are so important. So please speak out if this is happening to you. You do not need to feel shamed at all. So over the course of the legal battle, a number of high-profile musicians voiced their support for Kesha including Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Lord, Haim, and Lily Allen. I actually know that Lady Gaga went through a similar thing. I don't know whether it was with Dr. Luke or with a different producer, but she actually released a... a there was, like, a big thing about that I remember. I don't remember the details. That just popped into my head. So that would be why she'd be all for supporting her then? Yeah. Music industry is just fucked. Taylor Swift also donated $250,000 to help with Kesha's financial needs, and while accepting an award at the Brit Awards, Adele said, I'd like to take this moment to publicly support Kesha, obviously booting it into the limelight. Yes. Which like, hell yeah, go Adele! Yes, Adele! We stand Adele. <laughs> so, in 2016, Kesha dropped her lawsuit against Dr. Luke. However, the producer's countersuit against the musician is still active. How fucked is that? 
<laughs> she dropped hers. He didn't drop his. Yeah. So I bet you what's happened is she's probably been threatened behind the scenes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's too many, like, juxtapositions of, of things happening in this. Like, Doja Cat was all for one side then, randomly taking a break, comes back and all supporting Dr. Luke and everything. And now it's sort of like this is happening with Kesha. Like, she dropped it. <laughs> I reckon, like, he's probably got his friends with some really nasty people and sent them around there and done something to them both. Anyways... We'll, continue, we'll finish with the rest of his little controversy stuff. So as of April 2017, Luke, Dr. Luke, was no longer listed on the official Sony Music's website. Later that month, it was announced that he was no longer the CEO of Kemisabe Records. That same year, Dr. Luke adopted the pseudonym Made in China. He actually since produced songs for artists such as Trey Songs, Neo and Big Boy. And then in 2017, Dr. Luke began songwriting and producing for German singer-songwriter Kim Petras. He also produced five more songs on Doja Cat's second album Hot Pink, including its number one single Say So. And then last year he launched Amigo Records as an imprint of Republic Records and has so far signed Kim Petras and Joy Aladekin. So like nothing's really happened to him. It kind of feels like Sony like kicked him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then... He's just trying to make his own thing. Because he's like, well, if you don't want me, I'll go to somewhere else that does. And then he's just gone to another company that's just taken him. Well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't take him? I mean, he'd find a job anywhere, really. The best be- producer in the world. Yeah, been labelled that so many times, written so many hit songs. And then after that, after he got kicked out, he's written another song for Doja Cat that's number one, went absolutely viral. It was literally the reason as to why everybody loves her today. Mm-hmm. Although I discovered it before because, like, I'm so... <laughs> So this seems like a very, just like very real because we grew up with Kesha, really. And like, we love these artists. If you were an artist, would you feel comfortable signing to a label or signing any sort of contract? I feel like yes, but I would have got a legal advisor to read through the contract first, Mm. especially if it's got to do with like money and making money. Even when like all of my jobs, I've always had somebody who has legal knowledge to read through my contracts before I sign any of them. Even when I like worked a fast food company, I still got like somebody who knew what they were reading to read about it. So I think obviously it's still okay to sign to a label because they exist because they literally promote people. The biggest artists in the world are all like signed to a label. Mm. You know what I mean? So like it can be really good for somebody's career but again just need to read the fine print and understand Mm. all the little stuff and literally a lawsuit and the difference between your freedom and you owning the rights to your stuff can be like one word, one sentence being worded in a certain way. So it's like that nitty gritty so you need to have Mm. somebody who knows their stuff reading over it. There are good companies out there, though. Like, oh, 100%. Obviously, we're only going to cover, like, the shit ones because, I mean, you don't really want to hear about the good ones. <laughs> like, you want to hear about the messed up ones. But there are good ones out there. You just got to search for them. Yeah, and of course, you know, before you sign anything, especially when it's got money involved um, or it's got, like, you owing somebody something, 100% get somebody who's, like, a professional to read through that. Like, mm-hmm. take it to a legal advisor or a financial advisor and get them to read through it. I don't know if a financial advisor would be that good. I'd say more of, like, a maybe even just a lawyer. Get them to read through it. Always seek legal advice when it comes to that stuff. Think about it. This client is coming to you and they're saying, oh, the artist wants to do this and they give you the contract, the artist. What are some things that you can do to then counter sue me? I don't know. Just think think about it like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Think about what they can do to you and like what your rights are completely throughout that contract and then make your decision. And then also you can go back and negotiate and be like, oh, okay, cool. So like I see here this means like this. You know, you're going to get this much cut. Can we have a chat about that? Like, I don't really like that. I want it to be like this. 
this and this, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, like, then you enter negotiations. So I think it's very important to do that. I think music contracts and record label contracts are probably one of the only terms and conditions you should actually read because it can fuck you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Just by putting your little signature when you're 14, <laughs> that can just ruin your life. Like Doja Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Not to name names. <laughs> question I do have for you um what would you do as a parent of an artist in this situation so like my kid was Kesha yeah I feel like you would want to say oh I'll beat them up I'll fucking kill them but realistically like what would I do probably just I don't even know try to take them to court or something like the company but then it's hard because they've already signed it like that's their signature but if they were underage when they signed you could then argue that they were taken advantage of and it can be done like that. But I'm pretty sure at the age of 16, you can legally sign something on your own. So I kind of avoid that argument too. Don't really Mm. know the law because I'm not a lawyer. But I feel like as a parent, all you can really do is just support your child as much as possible. Like, you know. Mm. Probably go with them to everything actually. Yeah, just be like the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Be like, you know, like I'm here for you. I believe you. That's the biggest thing as well. Mm. Like I feel like I would just say to my kid, like, you know, I believe you. 100% I believe you every single word that you're saying I know for a fact that's no word of a lie I 100% believe everything you've said I got you we'll go through this together and we'll see what we can do and just be with them because I mean you know if it's legal stuff can't really do much yeah I'd probably never leave them alone if they and not to be super sexist but if it was a male producer that signed them I wouldn't leave them alone even if it was a boy or a girl kid yeah well I mean look at Look at how evil the music industry is. We've read about it. We're literally talking about it. Mm. Um, and that's, like, a pretty serious allegation. Like, I believe Kesha through and through because she, why? what would she gain out of saying that? Exactly. Why would she want to put herself out as a victim of that? No one wants to be that. And especially in that time as well, like, 2014, it was still quite conservative. I yeah. feel like it's only the last couple of years where it's, like, people aren't, like, slut-shamed for being, mm. like, assaulted. And it's like, oh, excuse me, sir. I don't think they chose that. <laughs> now that we've learned about Dr. Luke and how he's got all of these number one songs. Do you have a different outlook on any of, like, those favourite songs that you used to have? I mean, yes and no. I think yes, as in, like, I don't really want him to get more money off of it, but also no because it's a good song. I'm sure the artist, it's brought them so much success. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a really hard question to answer, actually. I thought I had something then and then I've just lost it because I, I, I don't think so. It's like, what do you do? I still love the song, but now it's like, oh, I hate who produced it. But it's also like, did he produce it? Or did he just take credit? Exactly. But that's also just an allegation, not factual. Mm. But I've seen lots of those allegations saying that, like, he's just taking credits on people's songs. So who knows? He could just literally be, like, that could just be a part of the contract. Because I'm pretty sure, like, somebody's contract with him got leaked or something like that. It was something that I saw on, like, TikTok or whatever. So it's not factual at all. Um, But, like, apparently the contract got leaked and it, like, showed saying that, like, anything that's recorded in the studios, he takes producers shit for it, even if he's not in the room. So, again, take that with a grain of salt. It was on TikTok by just some random person that apparently found it, so it could have been fake. Like, imagine if that was actually proven to be a fact. How fucked is that? I can't even stand people taking credit for, like, a script that I write. Right? Imagine you produce an ad, because that's, like, what we do for a living. And I go show, like, our boss. I'm like, hey, look at this. Look what I did. And I get all the praise for it. Oh, my God. I would think that is the day I slit your throat. (laughs) (laughs) How rude. You don't fuck with my work. (laughs) Remind me not to cross you. (laughs) 
If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast episode. And of course, head over to our official Muso Mondays playlist where you can find all some great tunes and we're going to be constantly updating it every single week. Head over there and we'll also put our favourite songs of this week in there. We're not going to talk about them. You'll have to go over there and find out. <laughs> follow Sneak us, attack. <laughs> follow us on our social media at Muso Mondays on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok and we'll see you next week. Bye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6pm. 